Adventure. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Together in the sultry setting of tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean. Bold Venture. again, the magic names of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall bring you Bold Venture and a tale of mystery and intrigue. Uh, uh, that's enough, sailor. I... I can't run any further. Okay, we'll rest a while. Then we'll go in for a dip. I know. Well, let's just wade this morning, you know. Get used to the feel of the ocean. Tomorrow we'll swim. What happened to this big exercise binge of yours? This morning you were going to start the new life. Run, swim, push-ups, deep knee bends. Oh, I must have been out of my mind. Come on, let's do a deep knee bend. Hands on hips, place. One... Oh, help me up, Slate. <laughs> oh, okay, eager one. Give me your hand. Now, let's get back to the hotel and have some breakfast before I... Shannon! It's about you! I wonder what she wants. I can't imagine. When I said goodnight to her last night, she said everything was fine. But ours was her favorite hotel. She and her husband you were... You always told me you were on the beach. You're going to say I'm foolish, but I just don't know what to think. What's the trouble? I can't find my husband. Well, maybe Mr. Anderson just took a stroll before breakfast. I wouldn't worry about that. But he didn't come back to the hotel last night. Mrs. Anderson? Yes? Last night when I saw you in the lobby, you said you were going to your room and wait for him. You mean he hasn't come back since then? Yes. I fell asleep over a book. I just woke up and his bed wasn't slept in. What frightens me is he left with a good deal of money. You see, he was going to buy me a gift. It's our 20th anniversary, you know. We've never been out of California before. And now, just take I... it easy, Mrs. Anderson. How much was a good deal of money your husband had with him? Well, I, I don't know exactly. More than a thousand, I know. Do you think anything could have happened to him? With that much money in his pocket? In Havana? Come on, sailor. Let's look for a man. Pobrecito, the poor little one, how he lies here in sleep. And the fingers of the hot sun scratch around in his wound. <laughs> You're a tender man, Garfield. For a man who wears a hook for an arm, you're very gentle with the hurt and the lame. My heart goes out to them. I have a brotherhood with men who have been freshly scarred. <laughs> uh, take it easy going through his pockets, huh? See? And to put this fellow on our fishing boat and let him sleep away his wound and his shame, who would not do this for a turisto? Huh? What did you find? In his pocket, a clipping from society column of a Pasadena in California newspaper. Society? Uh, Gee, I always did want to rub noses with society. What's it say? 
It say bon voyage and a box of oranges to Mr. and Mrs. Ralph Anderson, who leave tomorrow for Havana for their 20th wedding anniversary. <laughs> and he celebrates it all along in a jump like Chinas. Maybe that's what his wife let him have for a present. And in this pocket, an alligator wallet with gold tips. Let me see it. You can see from there. Gold tips, see? Eh? Inside lined with red seal skin leather and with... Ah, <laughs> and again I... Garfield, don't stick your hook in your mouth like that and keep saying I. If you've got something to say, come right out and sell, Papa. What else can a kindly man say when he finds $2,000 in a wallet of a used-up man? What else can he do, I ask myself? Yeah. Here, yeah, give me a hand with him, Garfield. I read somewhere that salt is good for a wound. It hurts, but it's good. Come on. <laughs> See? Understand, Pobrecito. This will be buried and explained to why. Uh, now, Bruce. Happy anniversary, Mr. Anderson. That's the last shop in the Vedado, sailor. Mr. Anderson wasn't in there looking for presents for his wife either. Well, let's try another section of the city. You know, I've got a sneaking suspicion. Like what? A man comes to Havana, he's never seen anything like it. His wife gives him a night off, and he's got over $1,000 in his pocket. You know how Havana throbs at night, mambo rhythms out of every doorway. Mr. Anderson might have walked through one just for a look-see. I won't even concede a look-see, Slate. Mr. Anderson was a very... Hey, there's King Moses in our jeep. Hi, King, looking for us? Now, what's on your mind? I've been uh, asking around at the cab depots for Mr. Anderson, as you said I should. Now, what did you find out? Guillo, the one who drives the green taxi cab with the yellow fenders, think he picked up Mr. Anderson in front of hotel. Where'd he take him? Guillo said first his fare wished to shop. Then the fare heard music from the place Tina's Parakeet and tapped Guillo on the shoulder. Tina's Parakeet? That's a dive in the barrio. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like your Mr. Anderson now, sailor? Please, girls will not chaperone by a man or not permitted in my place. I've got a chaperone, honey. The one trying to work his way up front to the mirror. Now, how do you like the hairdo, sailor? Jazzy, huh? Your ticket, senor. You're Tina, huh? See, si, I am Tina, and I am a ticket cruncher. Your ticket, senor. You know, if you're a good girl, Tina, maybe Slate will let you crunch through a whole roll of them. Yeah, see, the five peso size and five delicious flavors, one at a time. Ooh, you bought a basket full of dances. Go dance them. Now, we like to dance threesies, Tina. Well, dance any way you like, as long as it is. Threesies, that means we'll need another partner, like a Mr. Ralph Anderson. But I don't see him around. Is he around, Tina? You're local crazy. Uh, but then maybe tonight isn't Ralph's night to howl. Maybe it was last night. Was Anderson here last night, Tina? Barretto? No, not Barretto, hon. Ralph Anderson. About 5'10", gray at the edges, 50-ish. You're not paying attention, hon. Barretto bounces two away. See, si, Tina. You heard my lady. Walk away or I dribble you away. You have a choice. Now, look, Buster, don't try for a letter. Just tell us if a Ralph Anderson was in here last night. Maybe you have monkeys in your ears, senor. I told you... Slate, watch him. Now, look, Buster. 
Why pull a knife on a friendly cuss like me? Why? I, I cut you. I, I. That's not what I asked. You beg for dying, senor. I give it. I. Should have held on to the knife, Butterfinger. Well, what do you know, sailor? Man falls down hurt, and the dancers keep dancing. On your feet, Barreto. See if we can stir up a storm. Leave him alone. Do not hit him anymore. Convince me why I shouldn't, Tina. Anderson was here last night, wasn't he? And it was like this. See, like this, he was here. The old man tried to put his hands on me. Barreto stuck him with his knife. And killed him. Oh, no, no, only in shoulder. The fisherman took him away. You got kind friends, Tina. What fisherman? Garfield, who, who wears a hook for a hand, and he's American named Bruce. At Rico Docks, ask them. They will give you Anderson. Oh, Barreto. Oh, he hurt you. Oh, me, Alma, me corazón. Me hermoso. Yeah. Let's get out of here, Slate. Can't you see the lady wants to be alone with her sick friend? Hi there. You in the boat. Hey. Your name Bruce or Garfio? Bruce. You want to talk? Come aboard. All right. Come on, sailor. I'm just fixing this net. A little weight. What do you got on your mind? Nice little boat you've got here. It's a living. You the one who's got something on your mind, lady, or the mister? The both of us. We're looking for a man. I haven't brought one up yet. Just fish. A middle-aged man, a tourist. Just fish. Rumor has it when you're not fishing, you while away the empty hours in a joint called Tina's Parakeet. Sure. It's cheap, and it's got a chuckle to it. Sometimes pain. Like what happened to the tourist, a man named Ralph Anderson. Who said? Tina. She ought to keep her mouth shut. She didn't. She mentioned your name. And a man named Garfio, who wears a hook. Yeah, Anderson was kicking up his heels last night. In the middle of a kick, he caught a knife in his shoulder. Garfew and me got him out of there before the cops showed. It supplements the price of fish. You know, pocket money. Why didn't you take him home? His wife was waiting for him. Because his wife was waiting for him, sis. He wasn't stuck bad, but he needed time to make up a story. Where'd he take all this time? Well, we took him. Well, we gave him iodine and gauze and a fatherly talk. Little lean to a couple of hundred yards south of the Maximo Monument on the bay. Can you take us there? You'll find it. I got to finish this net. So long. You better get back to the hotel, sailor, and see if you can comfort Mrs. Anderson. I'll find that lean to. Let's go. is on his way to that shack near the monument. Looking for Senor Anderson? Uh-huh. Get there before he does. Greet him. Anderson, it'll be okay. 
It'll make up a good story for your girl. <laughs> you could have some Lulu's I use. Come on, open up. Let's not get squeamish about one night out in 20 years. Let's... That's the boy. Hey, where... Welcome to my lean-to, senor. Hey, what? what? I'm clumsy, senor. My hook did not kill with one stroke. This will take away my clutch. Let go, man. Let go. Why tell the hook on him? He got the message. But the man is in pain. I only he want... He wanted to... Anderson, didn't he? Let's give him to Anderson. Eh, see. Pick him up, Bruce Mai. Now he will sleep in the ocean sea and nothing will wake him. Bogart and Lauren Bacall, and the second act of our story. When a man is married and has a bride for twenty years right by his side, the etiquette is to be not tardy. Come right home, kiss the Mrs. Hardy. Upon occasion, it happens every season, a man gets sidetracked, pick your own reason. Then there rises the old situation, Mrs. Weeps in great agitation. Weeps is right, and not with tears, King. That's the toughest kind of crying there is. Look at her. Sitting over there and staring. And thinking the million worst things that could have happened. Don't knock it. It's a woman's privilege. King, give Mrs. Anderson anything she needs. I'm going out. For Mr. Slit? Who else would I go looking for? Shannon. Uh, how did I get on this boat? Hey, Garfield. See, what is it? He's come around. So what do you want I should do, to dance? So he's come around, he knows he was. For how long? We told him before we take the fish home. This is what happened to Anderson, isn't it? Uh-huh. Rolled him, got rich, fed him to the fishes, gave him to the ocean. Try rolling me. Maybe we can make a deal. <laughs> I've heard tell of you, Shannon. In port. No dough Shannon, they call the man. I said we could make a deal. With money in it? Are there other kinds of deals? Hey, Garfield! What? Come here. Shannon wants to make a deal. And why shouldn't he want nearly dead men and lovers promise the moon with quick words? Look, I've got a boat. I could raise some money on that. Canoes are a drug on the market. Uh uh-uh. uh. I've seen this boat, Garfield. Mm. Twin engine job, about 45 feet. Trim. Nice. I could get Mr. Val to raise some money on it. Bring it to you. Now, look, be reasonable, Garfield. Why not? You'll still have me even if she can't raise the dough. 
And any time I wish, I could put this hook in you. So you could squirm and beg if this is a trick. You know what? I'd enjoy watching that. Lady Sailor, you have come back without Mr. Slater on your arm. You noticed it too, huh, King? Where's Mrs. Anderson? Sleep in her room. I go wake her. Let her sleep. There may not be much sleep left for her. You have not found them? They were not there in the place where you searched for them? It was empty. All I found was a bloodstain on the floor. Lady Sailor, do not believe this thing that you do not know. This thing that builds a tear in your eye. This... Ah, the phone has ringed like that ever since you were gone. When I say hello, I get the hang-up bang in my ear for answer. Maybe because a man answers. Let's see how a lonely girl makes out. Hello? Shannon's place. You're finally in, Mr. Val. Fella here just dying to talk to you. Where have you been, sailor? Why don't you watch the shop? Answer the phone. You could have talked to King. Where are you, Slate? What's the idea? Why, Nickel. Let me chat, huh, sailor? Go raise some money on the boat. Every buck you can get. What's the matter? You lose at Lotto again? This I don't know yet. It's what you can get on the boat against my life. Like the odds? Hate them. I... Where do I bring the money? Just the dough. No chummy cops. The lean-to south of Maximo Monument. Remember the... Fi get out the papers on the boat, King. Again, Lady Sailor? Yeah. Some days it's hard to keep a man alive. <laughs> told you, Miss Duvall. Such beautiful advice. Mr. Duvall, I advised Mr. Shannon, save your money. Save your money. If you don't lend me something on the boat, Slate will die. Oh, now you needn't be so melodramatic, Mr. Duvall. I'm a sensitive man. A more modest, truthful approach could move me far more deeply. Melodrama embarrasses me. Gee, how's a girl to know about sensitive fellows like you? Crevy, I lied. Oh, that's better. Now, come now. What did you really want the money for this time? Well, Crevy, old boy, it's just that I've got a chance to invest in an oil well. Comes a time in a girl's life she needs an oil well. Oil? Where? They told me not to tell. They said, uh, let's keep it among ourselves, huh, girly? Ah, and very shrewd, very shrewd, too. Well, my dear, seeing it's something as sensible as that, uh, six, th uh, no, uh, five thousand is all we can manage. Now, if you'll sign here, please. Uh, there, now. See how rewarding it is to tell the truth? I'm so ashamed I could cry. Bye, Crevy. You are a linda beggar, senorita. Beautiful. I watched the performance. You ought to catch me on a matinee. Hey, you're wearing a... See, si, see, si, a hook. My name, Garfio, means hook. That is why you come with me. So my name will not spill blood on our proud streets. What does it say in your book about helping a man with a hurt, Bruce? It says, for the promise of a promise of dough, he could be persuaded. 
bothers you, huh? Yeah. If I could only move over to my other side, I could... Groan a little more for me. Make me believe it. I tell you what. Uh, man doesn't like to lie in his own blood, mate. Yeah. Besides, it messes up the deck. From fishers, you don't mind so much. Here, I'll roll you over. Easy. Easy. That's a little more pain to a rich boy like you. Or you. Why, you stupid. Maybe if I use my feet. Oh! That makes me smarter, huh? Now all I gotta do is drag you, baby. Throw you in the hole with the rest of the fish. Ah, what is it you want? Just answer one question for me. I gave you the money. Why did you make me come out here with you? Is a manly question for which a manly answer. To get rid of you once and for all and forever. You and Slate Shannon. Why kill us? You've got your money. That should be the end of it. Let Slate go. Let both of us go back to Havana. And we won't say a word. <laughs> you won't say a word. Hermos, do you think I'm stupid? Up ahead in our boat is Bruce and your Shannon. They wait for us. You're a bitter man, Garfield. Why? Because of your arm? The hook? Why should I be bitter about the hook? It's a souvenir of a woman who loved me. Over a lover who did not. I'm sorry for you. I really am. Do not try your sympathy with me, senorita. Without this hook, I would be half the man. Without it, perhaps I would not have the courage to kill you. You, senorita, you first. Jump over to the other boat. All right. Slate. Slate, are you all right? What has happened here? I left your Shannon lying there, right on this spot, with Bruce standing over him. Bruce! Stop playing games with me! What are you trying to do, Bruce? Are you going to? <laughs> What are you doing up there on the cabin top, Pigeon Shannon? Were you going to jump on Garvio? Jump! Just get out of the way, sailor. Don't do a thing. Just get out of the way. Slate, his hook. Into my arms, Pigeon. Jump! Yeah, feet first. <laughs> Pigeon, huh? Well, will have it on the hook. <laughs> ah, ah, is this a pretty picture? I sit on your chest. And feed you my hook like this. <laughs> so, so my pigeon ducked his head. Bueno, we will try again. <laughs> What's the matter, Garfio? Dug your hook too deep in the wood? Can't get it out. Let's roll over, shall we? I will get it out. I will. Sailor. 
I was a coward, Slate. I turned my back. Couldn't watch. I'm a hurt sailor. Help me. Throw your good arm around me. I'll take you home. sailor. Five thousand dollars. Give it to me. I'll take it down to Mr. Crevelin. He'll give me back the note I gave him on the boat. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Well, I'm... I'm wounded. I have to convalesce. Five thousand bucks I could convalesce in style. Like a for instance? I could relax. Have a pretty girl wait on me, hand and foot. My wish, her command. You can get that for nothing. Me. Let's try, huh? Come here. Like that, Slade. I don't know. That's not exactly what I had in mind. You said you wanted to be waited on hand and foot. What do you want me to do? Wait on your foot? I want you to scratch my back. All right. Ah. Oh. Yeah, that's right, sailor. A little further down. And to the right. To the right. More to the right. Yeah. Take your five grand and go get convalesced. Hang up a shingle, sailor. You just scratched a man well. Come here. And so our two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, have brought to a close our latest Bold Venture story. Special music was composed and conducted by David Rose. May we invite you to listen again next week at this time for another exciting adventure starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall together in Bold Venture. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Together in the sultry setting of tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean. Bold Venture.
Once again, the magic names of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall bring you Bold Venture and a tale of mystery and intrigue. Give me another handful of confetti, sailor. Yeah. Street Carnival really brings out the jazzy in you, doesn't it, Slate? <laughs> Why not? Where else can a fellow rid himself of the cares and toils of the day? Where else can he wear a funny hat? Well, he could wear it on the top of his head like the other funny fellow. What's the matter, sailor? Are you jealous because I fandangled around his brim? In Cuba, that's the thing to do at a fiesta. A hat dance. With a beanie? Three propellers makes it daring. <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't know about you, say. Sometimes I can't figure it. Slate, uh, I was saying I can't figure you out. Yeah, I'll help you with your homework later. Right now, I want to concentrate on... Yeah, just as I thought. There are six of them. Six dancing girls on that platform. How'd you ever work it out? Simple. I counted their legs and divided by two. Is there any other way? Some fellows I know add a column of figures from the top. Uh... Hey, look, sailor. The girls are throwing flowers at us fellas. Among other things. Now watch this catch, sailor. Ah, what a snazzy shortstop was lost to the world when I chose the sea. So you made a shoestring catch of a paper camellia slate. I yawned. Performance oh. toward me, too, lady. Hand over the camellia shortstop. The pathetic little souvenir was meant for me. You kidding, Buster? I call for a fair catch. Uh, we were all dazzled by it. Let's not let it go to our head, huh? The little blossom. Pin it on my lapel, flower boy. Go shag your own flies, kid. This one's got to impress you, huh? You impressed me. But not for long, huh, kid? Gosh. Hat dancers, fellows fighting over a paper flower. It's been a real fiesta slate. What do we do with a prone fellow? We just dance around him. Watch you don't trip over his chin. Come on, Quimby. Get in. Quick. Yeah. You must be out of your mind, Mr. Packard. I'm talking to you. I'm talking about your mind. I heard you. Making me meet you like this. The two of us together. Suppose the cops catch a fast wink of us together. Nothing had happened. The police would shake us down, make clucking sounds, shake their heads and tell us to keep moving. We're blocking traffic. Yeah, go ahead. Keep telling me. Look, Quimby, I set up the whole thing, didn't I? I said keep telling me. I had that clerk in the jewelry store believing I was really interested in that stone. I keep going in there for three weeks, every day. And I couldn't make up my mind whether to buy it or not. I touched the dashboard with my nose. I bow, Mr. Packard. The clerk had the stone out yesterday. Then you came in and pulled a switch while I diverted him. So far, simple. Yeah, real, real. With my record and the cops knowing by this time that you were casing the place, all they have to do is find us together. Find us with a stone. No stone, Quimby. I didn't get it. What? But I gave it to Velma. I put it in that paper comedian. I gave it to her. Then she tossed it to you? She tossed it. A guy named Slate caught it. Slate? Slate Shannon? I guess. Trouble, Mr. Packard, if it's Slate Shannon. He's different? Maybe not. Maybe not at all. Slate Shannon. A 
guy lives, dies, just a guy. He can be taken care of. You got all your loot, Slate? Yeah, the camellia from the dancing girl, the cane from the guy who couldn't guess my weight. And the Cupid doll from the girl whose weight you could and did. <laughs> yeah. Now I've got a Cupid doll I can call my own. You can put her alongside that picnic ham you won at Venice Pier five years ago. No, this Cupid is... Hey, sailor, look. It's Pilar, the peddler. Hi, Pilar. Oh, Slate, it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm tired. You can sell your old clothes to Pilar some other time. You kidding? Pilar is my beloved. She and that old horse are among the fondest memories a fellow can cherish. Hey, tal, Pilar. How goes it with my old friend? Whoa, whoa, El Dobbin. Oh, oh, it is Slate Shannon with his hermosa senorita. The beautiful senorita. Testing the moonlight. Make him go home, Pilar. I'm worn out. I've got something for you, Pilar. A kiss for an old peddler, perhaps, to bring back a faraway yesterday when Pilar did not drive a junk cart. Better than that, Pilar. A camellia for El Dobbin's hat. <laughs> now, don't thank me, El Dobbin. It was nothing, really. Hey, look at my cupie. Oh, come on, Slate. Bye, Pilar. Adios, senorita. Slate, my lover fellow. Get up, El Dobbin. Andale. Ah, that Pilar. If I was only 40 years older. You may be by the time we get home. Please come on. Sailor, tonight I've lived. I've danced in the streets, met an old love. No, oh, you're just the Havana Flash. That's what you are. Hey, wait a minute, Sailor. There's a guy crooking a finger at me from a doorway. You lost, friend? No, I am very much at home, senor. It is you who are lost. That gun is for showing me the way, huh? If you wish it. If you do not, I will settle for a paper camellia. The one that was went for me at the fiesta. My beloved Mia Alma meant it for me. Can I help it if you're awkward and butterfingers? We will not discuss my personality. The camellia, por favor. Sure. Sure, I've got it right here. You say something? Oh! <sighs> Oh, I was wrong. You didn't say a thing. Slate, what happened? Why did you hit him over the head with the doll? Pointed a gun at me and wanted a camellia. Hey, hey that's the second flower lover I've had to fight for a camellia. Now, don't get fat on it. There might be a third. Let's get out of here. King, did you get him? Yes, Mr. Slate, a whole dollar's worth. A whole bouquet. I'll wrap them. Thanks. Taylor, come here. What do you want? What are you looking so sheepish about? I bought you something, a bouquet of camellias. Here. Like them? Gee, and they're artificial, too. What girl wouldn't go out of her mind over a bunch of artificial flowers? I thought you'd like them. They're to make up for last night. I'll put them on my dresser. King, will you go into my room and empty the water out of the vase? I wouldn't want these blossoms to get wet. <laughs> I will, Lady Sailor. But it is not whether a gift is... Now look, King, if she doesn't want them... Slate Shannon. I threw you a flower last night, Slate Shannon. Care to come over to my place and pull petals? 
Why not? I got nothing to keep me here. Well, I'm glad. The Castillo Apartments, 4B. Ask for me, for Velma. You can't miss me. I'll be all that's there. Going someplace late? Be back in a... Uh, I'll be back. Some guy trying to sell me insurance. Mm. Tell her you're only interested in a short-term policy. Huh, dear? Buenos dias, Slate Shannon. Hello. Your name Velma? Uh-huh. Come on in. You like my place? Comfy. Well, then, why don't you get that way? All right. Uh, one of these days, I'm, I'm going to get myself a sofa like this. What for? You can use mine any time you want. Here. I'll slide the hassock under your feet. You feel like talking? Not especially. I could just sit here like this and fall asleep. I'll rock you to sleep if you want. <laughs> Velma, we reached the stage in our great romance when a guy is forced to ask a question. I hate to louse up this deathless love of ours, but if I just let myself go like this, you think I'm a, well, I don't know what, maybe a cad even, and you wouldn't want... Look, Slade, I, I, you know why I wanted to see you. No, no, I don't. Go ahead, break it to me. Well, you caught a paper camellia at the carnival. Oh, oh you like the way I shag flies, huh? I want that camellia. Are you kidding? Do you have it with you? You sure you're not kidding? If you don't have it, I'll go back to your place with you and get it. You need a camellia to make you happy, kid? That's right, yeah. I want to look good for you. I want to put it in my curly hair. Look, baby, it's not your hair that's curly, it's your head. A fond farewell to you. All right, get out of here. You and your fat grin, out. You don't know what you just bought yourself. Gee, and I, I thought I'd get out of here with at least that hassock. Well, that's the way it's got to be. So long, Velma. Hi, Mr. Slate. Hello, King. Where's Sailor? In her room, making herself the loveliest for you. The way a good girl should. Mind if I ask you something, Mr. Slate? Sure, go right ahead. Where have you been? Um, horseback riding. <laughs> Must have been a tall, blonde horse, Mr. Slate. Left some hair on your lapel. Where did you... Slate, come here. Something's happened. Why? What's the matter? Look, I'm my dresser. I'm looking. You mean my picture in the frame? Why don't you dust it once in a while? I'm talking about camellias, the ones you gave me. I put them right here on my dresser. Oh, where are they? I'm trying to tell you. They're gone. Someone came in through that window and took them while I was out. A camellia heist. Ah, this is something new in the annals of crime. Suddenly all of Havana's gone berserk over paper flowers. What would anyone want with artificial flowers? Yeah, that suddenly worries me, too. Because I've heard there are times when they're used at cheap funerals.
adventure. Our stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, and the second act of our story. When a girl throws flowers, it's time to duck, unless you're a darling of lady luck. I offer this advice, I offer it for free. It comes to you gratis, courtesy of me. Two men get clobbered so far to date for a paper camellia by Mr. Slate. As if it's worth it, I'll tell you that the flower now reposes on a horse's hat. <laughs> and that's just where it's going to stay. Have you ever thought about it, Mr. Slate, that maybe there's something sinister about that paper camellia? Something strange, as if it were touched by dark kisses, as if some fingers of evil... King, uh, have you ever considered a saying the role of Hamlet, the unhappy prince? I was just wondering why somebody stole those flowers out of Miss Sailor's room. A gentleman is ringing for service at the desk, Mr. Slate. Yeah. Sorry, mister, no more rooms. We're full up. Mr. Slate, we got 16 rooms. 17. Mr. Greeley ran out on us this morning, leaving us a suitcase full of interlocking, no mortar necessary bricks. Well, I don't like that guy's looks. Besides, he's wearing a chameleon in his lapel, and I've had enough camellias for one day. Let me handle this. Your name is Shannon, isn't it? That's right. I can't help who recommended you, friend. No rooms. We're not taking any reservations. That's fine. I'd like to see a lad make a living. So I'll make this real short. I was going to ask you to. You got a camellia that looks like this, only in paper? Why? Because then you'd win first prize. One thousand bucks. Because I did what? Hey, don't I know you? The light was bad last night at the fiesta, but I could... That's right. You slugged me. So I just now forgot it. And I just now set a grand for the camellia. You got it? The last camellia I had was stolen out of this lady's room. Even for a thousand, you say that? Because that's the way it was. If it wasn't, get somebody to shed a tear over you. So long, Shannon. What's the matter, killer? You run out of bullets? Your boyfriend, Velma. He can't ever cry on your shoulder anymore. Why'd you kill him? Ricardo wouldn't double-cross you. Yeah, I remember. His dying words were how he wouldn't double-cross me. What'll yours be, Velma, dear? He tried to tell you. He didn't steal that camellia from Shannon's girl. The poor guy. All he was trying to do was make the time of day with me. And you told him, Ricardo, bring me a jewel. Bring me a ruby. It'll light up the sky for us. Isn't that what you told the dead lover boy? You've had a big day, killer. Why don't you go someplace and die dreaming about it? The ruby, Velma. Give it to me. I haven't got it. I haven't got it. I threw it away. The night of the street dance. I threw it to you. You forgot I was there. You forgot it wasn't me you tossed the posy to. I'm sorry, dear. You're grieving for the dead. That's what makes you forgetful, huh? <laughs> Is it my fault that Shannon caught it? Is it my fault we can't get it away from him? You can't get it away from him. A sweet, unspoiled, girly girl like you, and you can't take a paper flower from a man. I tried. Ricardo tried. You tried. How come you flipped it, killer? And I made it so two and two for you, dear. Plant the ruby in the flower, I said. 
Toss it to me while dancing. And nobody knows how a poor little jewel got lost. How simple it was. Well, you changed all that, killer. The boy lying on the floor says you changed it. Get the ruby, Velma, dear. Or for you and the boy, I'll arrange a two-body grave. Here, look at this picture, Senor Shannon. Senorita. Uh, no, he's not the one, Inspector LaSalle. Well, let me see, Slate. I said he wasn't the one. What do you have to look at a picture for? Because I like to look at pictures. No, that's not the man who offered $1,000. Here, look at this photograph. This man will probably not... Uh... Yeah, that's him. Let's uh... see. That's him, all right, Inspector. Hmm, what you say is very interesting. Because this is a man who has no record on the blotter of the police. Well, how did he get his picture in the pile with these thugs? This is a man whose name is Fred Packard. He is not a 100% thief. He is a suspected thief. A thief of what? Of a ruby of inestimable worth. This we think. This we do not know. Now, uh, permit me, Senor Shannon. Here is another picture. Have you seen this man ever? Uh, no, I don't think so. Senorita? No, I haven't. Why? This is a man named Quimby. We suspect he was in complicity with Senor Packard in the theft of the ruby. Again, we have no proof. I've got some advice for you, Inspector. And this advice is... Pick up this guy, Quinby. That is already done. He languishes on an open charge in an empty cell. We give him questions, however, receive no answers. Keep at it, LaSalle. I think I can deliver this whole thing to you, ruby and all. Come on, sailor. Come on, he says. Come on where? To knock on a door. To get back some junk. someplace else. Pilar the peddler is closed for business. Open up, Pilar. It's Slate and Sailor. Let's watch that billing, huh, kid? Sailor and Slate, Pilar. Aha! It is my very godmother's. Come into the junk pile of Pilar. <laughs> You're a doll, honey. Wouldn't patronize any other junk dealer. <laughs> you have come to give me more souvenirs for El Dobbin, huh? Take something away, Pilar. We want the camellia I pinned to your horse's hat. The camellia? I I gave it to the viejo, the old man Cortez. Who? Cortez, the junk man. All day he competes with me. At night he courts me. Plays old bottles under my window. <laughs> Last night he was so beautiful, I threw him the paper camellia. And where do we find this beautiful man? In his little tin shack on Calle Rosa. Ah, you should hear how he plays those bottles. It makes a woman shit. Look, Slate, through the window. The old man's asleep. With a grin on his face and the camellia on his ear. I told you that Pilar is a wonderful woman. Here, Sailor, I'll hoist you in. What? We don't want to wake the old man out of a dream he may never have again. Come on, I'll hoist you through the window. Just take the flower out of his ear and kiss him goodnight. Okay. How are you? 
I got the flowers late. Did you kiss him? Yeah. You know, he kissed back. Why, that sly old junk man. Come on, sailor. Let's get back to the jeep. When did you put a photoelectric cell on the jeep door, Slate? Don't worry your pretty head how doors open, dear. Just get in. You and Shannon. All right, flower lover. If you have trouble starting, I'll use this gun as a choke. Get going, Shannon. Well, this is a pretty boat you got, Shannon. The Bold Venture, huh? Pretty name. Yeah, I don't think I've got enough gas to get you to Key West, Packard. You have. It's been taken care of. You're on the boat, both of you. Mr. Packard. What do you want? Would you give a girl a peep at your ruby? Uh, Just take my word for it. It was in the camellia. It has a perfect star. It weighs 35 carats, and it's flawless. Okay, Shannon, start her up. You just about have this all figured, haven't you, Shannon? Sure. The cops are scratching at your back. Me too. What? Don't turn around, Shannon. You make a good shield. Velma, what do you want? What are you doing on this boat? I heard you give orders to gas up this boat. You didn't think you were going to run out on me, did you? Slate, who's that girl breathing on the back of your neck? Velma? Sailor. Sailor? Velma. Hi, Velma. I don't want to be a cat, dearie, but your gun's showing. Does it show to you too, Fred? Look, I was going to send for you once I got to Key West. Sure, sure you were. What are you going to do now that you'll never get to Key West? Velma, don't be crazy. Listen to me. Fred! Fred, come back here! Fred! I'll kill him! He won't get away! I'll... I'll... Let go of me! Oh, take that gun, Velma! He'll get away! He'll swim! Give it to me! Yeah. Here, sailor, cover her. Let him go, Slate. The cops will pick him up. Maybe, maybe not. He's headed for that breakwater. If he makes it, maybe nobody will pick him up. Keep your eyes on my shoes. That Velma's a tricky one. Packard! Packard, you, you won't make it. I'll make it. There's an undertow at that breakwater. Okay, Packard. Back to the boat, Packard. You're crazy. I said back. We're both drowned. Maybe. Let's go under and see. Uh. Taylor. Taylor, throw me a line. All right. Uh. Uh, how do you feel, Packard? Just get me aboard. I saved your life. Aren't you going to say thanks? No? Haul us in, sailor. Hold tight, Slate. I'll drag you home. Bless you. Stop saying that. I've got a cold swimming around in that cold ocean. Here, I made you something. 
drink it. What is it? It's good for fellas with a cold. Go ahead, drink it. Drink it all down. All right. What was that? A fish broth. A fish broth? Uh-huh. A little haddock, a pinch of rock cod, dash of swordfish. Where'd you get a remedy like that? I invented it. Fish never catch cold, and they live in the ocean. Genius. Didn't you like that remedy? Try this one. Cut it out, sailor. I've got a cold. Cut it out. Did you like that? Nice, huh? <gasps> Bless you. Bless you. Now so I've got a cold, too. What have we got to worry about? Come here, Slate. And so our two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, have brought to a close our latest Bold Venture story. Special music was composed and conducted by David Rose. May we invite you to listen again next week at this time for another exciting adventure starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall together in Bold Ventures.